Welcome to the Earning the Push podcast, a show by wrestling fans for wrestling fans talking about, well, you've guessed it, professional wrestling inside and outside the ring as many times as we can. Charlie Beckett is a professional rugby player. He is my co-host. I am Jack Murley, a professional broadcaster. Charlie, how the devil are you? I am very well, Jack. I'm very well. As we obviously missed last week because you had lost your voice. Yes. So we missed last week. <laughs> so it is very, very good to be back and uh, chatting to you. How are you? I feel like I've got we've suddenly gone injury prone on the podcast. We had a couple of weeks where it's like we're sort of stopped starting with injuries and stuff. Oh, honestly, apart from when one of us has been on holiday, I don't think we missed a week for our first like 60 weeks. And I think no. in the last five weeks we've missed two. Yeah. So sorry, everyone. The internet marks are going. They've lost the passion. They've got outside projects. Yeah. Charlie's well, the got a is, film deal. Uh, no, the problem is that we're trying to be bought out by too many huge media outlets. And that while you're it. playing them all off against each other, you can't produce the same sort of content. But we are, uh, we're heading up to our 100th episode in the not too distant future so we got to keep these churning out and as usual wrestling continues to be absolutely bonkers a fan favorite has announced her return to the ring aew is on its way to the uk at least twice next year we're told it's been 25 years since a montreal screw job the king of the ring could be coming back all of that to talk about and so much more but let's start with something i'm not even going to pretend to be uh, unbalanced or unbiased on this i hate it i hate it i hate it but let's get into it austin theory is no longer mr money in the bank he cashed in his briefcase on seth rollins unsuccessfully for the u.s title wow disgust charlie there's there's a lot that i don't like about that um so i text you about it pretty much straight away and said pretty big statement but i think this is triple h's first big misstep in creative Mm. booking since he's taken over i i don't like it um i think it makes well, I said before, I think anyone who fails a cash-in, unless they do the noble thing and cash-in in advance, which still is stupid, but isn't as damaging. Yeah, I think anyone with a failed cash-in, it damages. But then, to not even bother to cash-in on the top title. Why? Jack, tell me, if someone... Right. If someone gave you a magic wand yes. and said, Jack, you can wave your magic wand and get £10,000... Or you can wave your magic wand and get still nice, but not as good, £5,000. Which one would you do? I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? It makes him look like an idiot. It makes him look like... like You, you almost wonder if he came back through the through the curtain and he went, oh, at least I tried. And they're like, yeah. Austin, did you not get what you had? Because like, also, like, I get trying to build the US title. I think they've done a brilliant job of that recently. And the Intercontinental. I think Gunther's doing a great job with the Intercontinental title. We've got a tournament to face him. I love a tournament. Um, And they're building the US title, having it on Rollins, having obviously Lashley had his reign. I I think they're doing a really good job building them both. But they've never been on par with the WWE title, ever. That has always been the number one title. They shouldn't be on par. They are your second titles. They're your mid-card titles. And yes, they've been treated in a way they shouldn't have been recently, and we want to build them up. But doing this makes everyone look stupid, I think. I also didn't realise you were allowed. Well, you weren't. Just cash in in whatever you... I remember... No. I was about to say we had a cash on the NXT title. We haven't. Charlotte Flair challenged the NXT title from the Rumble, didn't Mm. she? Yeah. That was different. You can't just go, I'm going to use it on the US title. What next? Is he going to go to AEW and cash it in there? It just makes no sense. It makes him look so stupid. It 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 stank of getting it off him. And look, that all right. So you want to do that? 
there is a way to do it where you can... But you you know we were talking last time out about the, is the clock going to run out? Is he going to be the first one to miss his chance? You do it on that night where you suddenly have a guy, like the Roman Reigns drives off and you've got a title shot and you go, right, I'm going to just cash it in on anyone. I'm going to, I'm going to, technically it doesn't say I can't. That's when you do, he's got months left on this briefcase. I mean, what, just storyline, it makes no sense whatsoever. It makes him look stupid. And if you're the fans there, okay, good segment, good reaction, fans loved it. But you would also be going, what the hell is he doing? It just, it makes no sense at all. And, it does no favours for the gimmick, does no favours for Theory at all. No, I agree on all fronts. And you've got to feel for Theory of, he was one man's prodigal son, that man put the money in the bank briefcase on him, and then that man retired. So it's a, it's a tough it's a tough situation for him. But like I say, I don't think this helps anyone. I don't, I don't think this has helped the gimmick. I don't think it's helped Theory. I don't think it's helped the US title. I don't think anyone or anything has come out of this in a positive light. But you also look at it and you go, all right, so Austin Theory is Vince McMahon's baby. Fair enough. That's what people have always said. No, that was Hornswoggle. Oh, yes. <laughs> How can you forget that? I'm so sorry. That was a massive thing like 15 years ago. I know. I know it's been a tough time for me recently. I forgot. You're right. He was his metaphorical baby. Thank and, you. And, and you look at it and you go, okay, he still had value. Look at Clash at the Castle, right? There we were when his music went and he went to cash in. That was a huge moment. Even if you don't like theory, if you're the creative team, even if he's not your go-to guy, there is value in that briefcase as a storyline device that isn't just, let's have him unsuccessfully cash in on Seth. Cash in successfully on Seth, at least, at least have it mean something. I also thought that um, they teased him on NXT recently with Bron Breaker. Now, I saw that got some negative reaction, but that would have been better. Even cashing in and beating Bron Breaker, who is ready to come up, I think we'll see Bron Breaker up to the main roster as soon as he loses that title. Yeah. That would have been better. Put him back in NXT, build him as a world champion there, because he probably got rushed out of NXT because of Vince. Now, all, all I'm thinking... Do I, do I, God, I was going to say, do I, do I love Austin Theodore? Am I a big fan? No. Do I think he can have value to WWE and have a good career? Yes, I do, because he's got a lot of what you need. They just need to build him the right way. And I think Vince rushed him because he was such a fan of his. I wonder if this is a type of thing in a week's time we hear Austin Theory's injured or we hear something's going on. Like, that—that that is all I'm thinking. Like, if you have to get the briefcase off him somehow for some reason, I guess this is how you do it if you've not got Roman Reigns available. Like, it, it may be their hand was forced. That may be the story that comes out. And then you maybe go, okay... Going forward, we're very quick to judge. We're very quick to go, oh, the gimmick's dead. You've killed money in the bank. I don't think you have. I think people have just gone, hey, what? And, and they'll get past this. But in the future, I don't want money in the bank to be for anything other than the world titles or the women's world titles. That's, that's, you can't have it any title any time, can you? No, because then why would anyone cash it in on what isn't the world title? It doesn't make sense, does it? It's still the logic floor, isn't it? It's yeah. still if you can have any title, any title. Ah, oh, what a daft thing to do. Very. I just, imagine the meeting, imagine them sitting him down going, Austin, you're going to cash in tonight. And I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. And they go, on Seth. Right, okay, right, okay, US title again. And you're going to lose. Right. Okay. Cheers, cheers, lads. You're gonna cash in on Dana Brooke for the 24/7 Championship. Well, don't get me started with what happened with that this week. Do you, do you want to the... give a little bit of a thought on that before we go? Oh on? well, it just the most 24/7 thing that could have ever happened. Nikki Cross tried to put in the bin and missed the bin. 
It was not a stellar night for title belts or gimmicks in WWE. Now, Crown Jewel happened while we were away. I have to confess I didn't watch it for reasons I think we, we, we've we spoken about before. Couldn't bring myself to sit down and watch it. However, I did read about it, and I did read that Roman Reigns and Logan Paul had a better outing than they had any right to do. We send our best to Logan Paul, who's picked up some pretty nasty injuries as a result of this. He can perform, and he performed at that level. Did you see it? I watched the Logan Paul again. I I can't sit and watch through it. I'm going to struggle with the Qatar World Cup as well. Yeah. I really am for reasons we spoke about on the podcast before, which is really sad because I love the football World Cup. It's one of my favourite things. Um, so I decided I'd watch the main event and just the main event. So I did, and oh, that boy can wrestle. Uh, that boy can wrestle, but more so, that boy can put on a show. Yeah, he is. He's good. Like if he wants to be a. If he wants to be a full-time WWE superstar, I don't see why he can't be a world champion one day from the three matches I've seen because he puts bums on seats, he makes it must-watch, and he can go in the ring. He and, didn't look out of place with the best they've got. And look at what Roman's done. Roman has established that you can be in WWE a part-time champion. You don't need to be there all the time. And I, I get that's not a mentality we're used to. I get many folks may not like it. I really understand that. But if you're saying part-time champs work for us, then you can go with him, and it doesn't matter. I don't care if his matches are laid out in advance for weeks. I don't care if he has to go to the PC to talk him through. If you can entertain, then I don't... I had a really interesting theory. Had we been around last week and I not lost my voice, I would have got into this with you. I heard Conrad Thompson on his podcast say that he would have had Roman Reigns lose to Logan Paul because if you're trying to attract a new, younger audience, that is the way you do it. And I thought... As I started saying that, I thought, what a load of nonsense. And he almost, almost won me round to the idea of, if you want to grow an audience, putting the title on Logan Paul and having him beat Roman Reigns could have been the way forward. I was that close to going, yeah, I'd, I'd do that. There's absolutely the business sense of it, 100%. Like, he's um, across more viewers and across more strands of industry and the public domain than WWE is. Mm. I just think for all the new viewers you'd have got in, you'd have lost all your actual fans. Yes. that's the, We would have sat here and we would have gone, oh, for goodness sake, I can't believe this has gone on. And the business sense would have... I think the way they were pitching it was that Paul Heyman would have betrayed uh, Roman Reigns and look what Paul Heyman did with Roman Reigns to make him credible, you know. So I, I, I was almost there. You know when, like, you almost get yourself into a bad situation, like devil on your shoulder talking you into yeah. doing something? I was thinking... I I promise you, if Logan Paul had beaten Roman Reigns, this would be a very different podcast. Podcast. Yeah, I might I might have quit. I might have gone, I can't do wrestling anymore. <laughs> Wrestling's done for me. So, look, so I'm what, glad he didn't. But where does Roman go now? Perennial question. We're heading towards war games. Where where do we go with Roman? Because there's it's no clearer for the mania picture. Well, I've seen the war games poster, which is outstanding, by the way. I think I've got the center. I don't know if you've seen it. It's very, very cool. And yeah. it's got the bloodline on the front. So it has to be them in there. And there's five of them. So there has to be. Who are they going to fight? Just anyone who fancies it. Just anyone who's a bit annoyed with them, are they going to make a team? New Day. I reckon you get the New Day in there, if you can. Yeah, because we've got, oh, woo, we've got that tonight, and I'm excited for that. Do you want to get on to that now? The New Day and the Usos. Well, the very four. quickly, very quickly. <laughs> love the, the, I almost said the U-Day. <laughs> That's there's, the stable. That's there's what a power tag team, the U-Day, or the Nusos. <laughs> the Nusos. The Nusos. When, 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 I don't know if Jay and Jimmy have kids, but if they do, they have to call them the Nusos. Yes, yes. Um, 
you'd end the Usos, you throw them in a match together, they're going to be brilliant. They are the generational tag team rivalry of our generation. But I love that the New Day have just come out and gone, uh, you're about to break our record and we don't want you to, so we're going to take the titles off you. Oh my God, it makes sense. It's sport, isn't it? It's What do we say? We... It's the sport bit of sports entertainment. Because if you are the New Day, what is your claim to fame? That. That is what we've done. We made the tag team titles what they are. And the Usos have come out and gone, no, no, we're doing it. And we're going to blow past your record. You would want to fight them. You, I hope they get half an hour on SmackDown. No commercials or as few commercials as they can. And I hope they give us... Because you always used to say, give me the Usos and the New Day. Any match, any time, they are going to be spectacular. And this... This has been the build that you've always wanted. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm very, very excited for that. So I'm looking forward to getting up tomorrow morning. And I've got the Women's World Cup final and that to watch before I leave for my match tomorrow morning. So I've got a busy morning tomorrow. So here's a question. Do you have the New Day win? No, so I've been thinking about this a lot. Yeah, I've been toying with this a lot. And I don't think you do. I think you have the Usos win. But you know what I'd like? I'd like something like, I don't know if he's going to be there, but Roman or Solo to go and try and do it by cheating and the Usos stop them. I'm like, nah, because you always think back to Kofi Mania where mm. the Usos gave Big E and Xavier Woods a pass in that gauntlet match because they wanted Kofi. They're like, we've been, to, we've, I think they said something like, we've warred before, you've got our respect, we forfeit. I'd like them to be like, now nah, we keep this rivalry pure in the ring. We don't, we don't cheat with each other. This is what, when, when it's New Day's Usos, New Day Usos, it's just who the better wrestlers are. So I'd like something like that, but I'd like the Usos to win. I think this is set up perfectly for some amazing storytelling with Sami Zayn. Because yeah. Sam, Sami Zayn could be the guy in the middle who either lets the New Day beat the Usos by turning. I don't want that. Or imagine if Sami Zayn somehow meant the Usos beat that record, but the Usos were always in Sami Zayn's debt for making yeah. it happen. I mean, you cannot get more if you're Sami Zayn. Constantly saying, I, you know, come on, let's be more Usi. I got you past that record. Nothing would wind you up more if you're an athlete that you beat that record, but you know it's down to someone else. That's the story I tell. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. It, it's fascinating, isn't it? It's going to be fascinating to see what they do tonight. And just as long as they have a great match, I'll be, I'll be happy with that. And yeah, I want the Usos to win. But I think you go back to the original question of who they face in war games. I think the I think the new day are in there. I could see Kevin Owens being in there for some reason. They'll make up some reason, but I I don't know. There's no five that obviously makes sense to face them, are there? No, not that I can see. And it's going to be. I like they call it War Games as well. They're not saying Survivor Series War Games. War Games. They just seem to have thrown the Survivor Series out in favor of the War Games branding, which I I actually don't mind. Um, here's another thing I was thinking about here. Was it? My mind's completely gone blank. What, well, what? my favourite thing so far is that I've just shouted war games and any other walk of life. Someone will go, what the hell what is the he hell doing? What the hell are you, you talking about? You just carried on talking as if it, I didn't even say it. I had a really good point I was going to make. It may come to me in a moment and we will come back to it. But, um, oh, yes, here it is. And this shows how, how it sort of makes my point. Bray Wyatt. Now, he's been back for three weeks. What the hell is this Uncle Howdy Doody what's it going on? I don't know, but it's a bit too much teasing with not enough substance. Like, he's just... At the moment, mm. tell me what this Bray Wyatt is doing any differently to the Bray Wyatt we've seen before. 
Well, we sort of saw it in that opening promo where it was, you know, we got a stripped back Bray Wyatt, which I quite liked. Yeah. And I think what they're trying to do is this Uncle Howdy Doody is your um your, your demons manifesting itself. Yeah. He looks like Noel Fielding in the Mighty Boosh. <laughs> Our mate Dan said that to me, and I sort of thought, yep, that's that's yeah, how he looks. No, that's a great point from Dan. And once you see that, you go, ah, that's not scary. Oh, that's, that's not it's weird. ruined it. It's, it's ruined, ruined it. it entirely. And it's just another spooky dookie Bray Wyatt thing. And every time I want Bray Wyatt to be something else, you just end up going back to, ah, oh, this is Bray. He can't help himself. This is what we're going to do with him. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sold on... Brilliant. It's what Andrew said to us on Twitter of all these people they brought back after the initial excitement, the pop, what have they actually done? Like, I'm not sure I love what Johnny Gargano is doing at the moment with no, the miss. No. I don't, I don't love that. I like that they have plans with Champa, who's brutally and horribly got injured again. So sad. He's so, such bad luck to Master Champa. But you look at Gargano's not doing too much since he's come back. Strowman, I'm not sure what he's doing no. since he's come back, really apart from wearing red trousers. Um, but, oh, I'll tell you what I did do. I really enjoyed sending pictures to my mates who don't know wrestling of Omos and Strowman, Strowman squaring off and just saying the smaller man's six foot eight. It's, it's, it is. I, I, I sent that to about 20 people the other week. I was like, the smaller man's six foot eight. And they were like, Charlie, I, I just don't care. All right, that's a tall man. <laughs> Thank you. But Thank in, you. In, but in your business, you know, you know big men. And, oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, remarkable. I, I sort of wonder... Was this always going to happen? Were we always going to get the excitement of Triple H being in charge? He's been there since, what are we looking at, a couple of weeks before SummerSlam. We're now coming out the back end of October into November. Were we always going to be getting a little bit of settling down and the pieces rearranging themselves? Potentially, yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm not for a second saying WWE is bad right now no. at all. I still think it's a great product. And it's fun to watch. and It's the most exciting it's been in a long time. Just he was hitting home runs for fun in the first few weeks. And now he's maybe just getting to first base. Let's talk AEW building towards full gear. The biggest showdown that it can offer AEW is John Moxley against MJF. The build continues with two big promo segments on Dynamite. Unusual style of promo for MJF. Not in the ring, just talking on a podcast, quote unquote. I'm not sure that what he said there made air on the podcast, but I liked it. I liked it. it was a different treatment. And MJF, another home run. Yeah, I like a little bit different. It's not just always him in the ring, um, dress people down. Different, yeah, like the quote unquote podcast. Um, I, I liked it. And it just, yeah, Moxie as well. It just making me more excited for this match. I think this is going to be a hell of a match. And I think MJF has to win. Yep. Has I to. I think MJF has to win. I think he has to win clean. I think he has to do it the right way. Um, I don't think there's anything that John Moxley loses by losing to him. I know we said about hot potato in the title around. This doesn't feel like that. This feels like a natural thing to do. And I don't think Mox loses anything apart from the title, obviously. I don't think he loses anything by losing. I saw a theory on, online. Someone was like, get Renee to turn on him. And I was like, what? What? Get Renee to see him with MJF. I was like, this is like the most adorable couple in the world. Leave them alone. What storyline sense would that make anyway? I mean, look, sometimes a shock is a good thing, but don't have that. Just, does Regal turn? Uh, maybe, maybe, but I don't think I no, want to see I that. Just, I don't want any shenanigans. I just want MJF to beat him. 
I want MJF to beat him. I mean, I don't think we're any clearer as to whether MJF is a, is a heel or a face. I think what will define what he is is what comes afterwards. And it looks like they're building Ethan Page to be mm. the guy who challenges. And, and what I like is that if Page challenges Moxley, that's a good match. And if Page challenges MJF, that's a good match. And it's not sort of determining the outcome of this because that could go either way. So I quite like what they've done there. I just think you have to put on MJF. He he is carrying that company along with John Moxley on his back. I think. Yeah, and if not now, then you never will. Now is the time. No, it is. And also, what I like now is the time for is the former Paige Soraya cleared to wrestle again. What a great moment for her! Yeah, brilliant. Just brilliant, brilliant moment. You, she obviously had her struggles with injury in the wing. Uh, in the wing. In the ring, she's had a quite public struggles outside of the ring. So it's just great to see her looking happy, looking ready to rest. And please don't anyone forget how good she is in the ring. Yeah. She is sensational. So if we get her even back to 78% of what she could do with the storyline style, I love that point with Britt Baker first up. I love the story straight away that she said, you left your house, I've walked into mine. Love it. Just brilliant. So I think that could be brilliant. That could be actually a really great match. More importantly, I think a great feud. They're two who I think on the mic will clash well. I think the ring will clash well. I just hope Soraya can go like we remember Paige going. And I think that... The, now, it's Soraya, isn't it? I think this is what we, we all thought... Is it Soraya? It's Soraya, with a, like Mysterio, I think. It's Soraya. Because I, I think Taz said Soraya, and they said, no, it's Soraya. So we'll go with Soraya. And I said if he, Taz is getting it wrong, we're allowed to as well, though. Exactly. And, and I think, had she... Oh, if she had been a couple of years later, Paige, she would have mm. been part of that women's revolution. She would have got the credit she deserved. She was she was a trailblazer for other women. I mean, when she came out and beat AJ Lee that night yeah. um, for the title, just spectacular. And she never, ever, ever got the credit that she deserved, I don't think. Yeah, she um, she kind of started that women's revolution, didn't she, with that night with beating AJ Lee for the horrible Butterfly Divas belt. Oh. But then... Unfortunately, her injury started to take toll before the revolution really started. She was almost like managing that team PCB, wasn't she, rather than being right in the thick of it. But she should have been in there with Charlotte, with Becky, with Sasha, with Bailey, with them all, really um, trailblazing along with it. So I think hopefully, because she, she's still young, she's so young still, yeah. hopefully she can have this second half of her career and absolutely shine AW. And also, she's brilliant on the mic. Like, never forget, she um she absolutely tore down the Bellas in one of the best best segments I've ever seen. I won't I won't repeat what she says because it's not particularly nice. But if you don't know it, go and just search Paige Bellas promo. She just absolutely tears them down. She's brilliant. So I'm really really happy and excited to see her back. And hopefully she can she can have a great second half of this career in AEW. And that women's division needs it. I mean, I I I don't know what's not going right with the women's division in AEW. But you look at how established the women's division is in WWE, and you look at AEW, and they've got the talent. You know, they've got Athena, the former Ember Moon. You've got Tony Storm. You've got all these people, and I don't know. I don't know if they're just focusing on the wrong people. That may seem really harsh, but. If you've got Athena and you've got Jamie Hayter, go with Athena. People know who she is. Yeah, it's just it's just not clicking. I won't lie. I was a big Ember Moon fan. I'd forgotten she was there now, yeah. Athena. So that that shows the poor job they're doing with their women's division. So hopefully, hopefully we can see that start to be uh, rehabbed with the uh, with the injection of Soraya. 
Now let's Soraya. Soraya. Sorry, you say Soraya, I say Soraya. Let's call the whole thing off. But she is a Brit back in the ring, and AEW couldn't have picked a better time to have a Brit who can wrestle because we saw the announcement that AEW will be coming to the UK in 2023. Yeah, mate, how exciting is that? I mean, I think any wrestling company that has a, a fan base over here has to watch the success of Clash and go, well, why the hell would we not go over there? Um, I don't think we'll see them anywhere as big as the Millennium Stadium. It would surprise me if we see them anywhere but Craven Cottage. Yeah. With the fact that Tony Khan owns Fulham FC as well. So I think that'd be brilliant. I think it's about the right size, about 30,000 in there. Roughly, I think off the top of my head, 20 to 30,000 going mad for AEW in London. Call it Rampage on the River, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be so exciting. I think, did, did you say they've announced they're coming twice? I think they said there'd be two shows in 2023, which which is interesting. But I think you should do that. If you've got the market over here that is gagging for wrestling, and, and look, let's be honest, the AEW product is not as hot as it was coming out of All Out, Danielson against Omega, Punk debuting. You know, this time last year, the autumn of last year, that product was red hot. It isn't red hot anymore. Still a good product, still something people want to watch, but getting it in front of a rabid fan base can be just the punt in the arm it needs. Yeah, I think bringing it over here makes complete sense. You've got a crowd that you know are going to go berserk. You'll have a brilliant atmosphere, and you could roll any old match out, and they're going to go mad for it. So I think it makes complete sense. I think from a business point of view, it's a big stadium, sold out. You'll definitely sell it out. Lots of media attention around your product. I think you hear reports, don't you, that, WWE going to come annually to the UK, which why yeah. wouldn't they? Why would you not look at the look at the reception it gets over here? So, I think it makes perfect sense. Just some fantasy booking. Who would you? Who would you? If you could do anything, who you have in headlining AEW's first UK show? Ryan, our listener, said to me, Omega Osprey is the way to go. Yeah, I can see that massively. Obviously, bring Osprey in as the um, hometown the big hero. UK talent. Yeah, Danielson, I think is loved over here so much with Regal in his corner, use Regal loads, just yeah. have Regal all over the show. <laughs> call it Regal on the river. I don't know. Just call it, I don't know, just get Regal all over it. Um, it'd be interesting what they're doing with the Elite at that point because they had another weird like video package, didn't they, this week? I like it. I like that sort of build. Well, yeah, I like that we don't know what's going on, but I also would like to know what's going on. Yeah, but that's wrestling, isn't it? That's good. Yeah. That's going to keep you... Um, one thing I do think about this is that you just gotta you just gotta if you're AEW you do need to focus a bit more I say it every you don't watch Strictly Come Dancing I feel like Craig Revel I don't I feel I like don't. Craig Revel Horwood sometimes everyone goes love it love it love it and I'm the guy on the edge saying here are some little things I think you could do better I do think it is time to get Ring of Honor off that television show I just do I think the Jericho experiment isn't working I don't think he is I think he's elevating the Ring of Honor championship I do but it was a low bar and now we've got Danielson and Castagnoli and Guevara and Jericho in a four-way at full gear, and it doesn't make the title feel bigger. I think it makes those men feel smaller. I just am not invested in any of this Ring of Honor stuff. Yeah, I think I've said it before. I think you have to use it. If you're going to use it as a brand still, not just for the video library, you've got to use it like NXT. It's got to be developmental. I think it just isn't the same as AEW. And yeah, I agree. It makes them feel like they're stepping down rather than bringing the title up. Also... Uh, Claudio hasn't really landed in AW, has he? No, because he's chasing the ring. So 
Again, people are going to hate me saying it. I'm sorry if you love Ring of Honor. I'm going to say it again. It's simple branding. You are trying to launch your AEW brand. Then you're trying to bring in Castagnoli, so to get him established within that universe. And now you're saying, no, go into the Ring of Honor universe, where you've got some... It just... It it just, for me, don't do it. I think, I think you've tried. You've given it a good shake of the stick. You've given it a go. You're just defining stuff down rather than elevating Ring of Honor. I don't think you and I are as invested in wrestling as it gets. You and I aren't going, oh, I can't wait to see a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Can't wait to see what that TV show is going to be. It just isn't working. It, it's not. But I tell you what is, the acclaimed are the best thing on AEW every week. Oh, really? Yeah, I really like the acclaimed. They are so good. Daddy Ass is so good. I like Oh, the- amazing. And I just the fact that oh, scissor me daddy ass being a saying that makes sense in 2022 just will never, ever be lost on me either. And I like that we're getting the slower build to FTR. I do like that. I think that really makes sense. Um, and I know, you know, here's where we get fickle. We wanted that straight away. We don't know everything. Tony Khan making us wait for that inevitable showdown, I think, is good. So good times for AEW heading towards full gear. Here's something that really made me feel old this week. 25 years since a Montreal screw job. 25 years since Brett was screwed by Sean and Vince. No, Brett was screwed by Brett. Never forget that. Um, <laughs> yeah, 25 years. I mean, big statement. Has there been a more industry-changing moment than that? Because that was the day that kayfabe really died. Well, let's see what happens. Okay, so if you don't have that moment, here's what you don't necessarily get. You don't necessarily get monster heel Vince McMahon. You don't necessarily have the space for Stone Cold Steve Austin to move up. You don't necessarily have the space then for The Rock to begin developing. I mean, you look at the dominoes, and you could have got something even bigger, but it's hard to see what would have been bigger than The Rock and Stone Cold. Without... Vince screwing Brett, do you get the Attitude Era in the way we know it? I know we were sort of there, but oh, man, I don't know. It is it is the most consequential moment in at least the past three decades, I would say. Yeah, I, I think you can't ever, ever gloss over how important it is to wrestling. When people talk to you about wrestling and they get into conversations, always the example I use of, this is what's so fascinating about it. Like, there's more than just what you see in the ring. I use the Montreal screws on people are there. It's often the rugby lads. And they're like, could you imagine how angry you'd be if someone screwed you out of a game knowingly and you didn't know everyone else was in on it? I'm like, yeah, you'd be livid, wouldn't you? How would a screw job work for you in rugby? Would it be going, uh, Charlie, you're playing, um, you're playing Hartbury College this weekend and you turn up and everyone else is at Ealing. Would that be the equivalent of you? Yeah, you get there and it's England and you're like, ah, no one prepared me for this. But if you were, so you look at it and, and, the main players, I think, have made their peace with it. It is what it is now, historical record rather than uh, a bone of contention. Did Vince have any other choice, really? Yes, because he didn't have to put the title on Sean, did he? Brett was happy to drop it to anyone but Sean, and Vince went, no, Sean. But who's the coach? Who's To use he's your rugby coach. analogy, yeah, yeah, no. he's the coach. I don't disagree with that, but... Vince had other options, but Vince wanted to show that he was the boss, and by God, he did. I still, I still, yeah, I, it's fascinating. I'm amazed no one's made a good movie about the Montreal screw job because I think there is money to be made there. That's a very good point, but I tell you, you won't WWE Studios because you've ever seen a WWE Studios film? Oh God, they're awful. 
I've never, I've never felt the need to sit down don't, and watch the don't. Marines. Just trust me on it. Just trust me on it. They're just hideous. Okay. Uh, before we get to earning the push and back to developmental, we spoke earlier about how you love a good tournament. Uh, Rumours online that Triple H is going to bring back the King of the Ring and the Queen of the Ring tournament. I think they called it the Queen's Crown, possibly, when they did that outing. Uh, you love a tournament. Would you be keen to see that take to the WWE pay-per-view uh, uh, roster for 2023? Yeah. Give me it as its own pay-per-view. Ah. Not as like it was back in the day, not as a tournament over weeks and weeks. Because let's not forget, we do still have a king. It it's it's Xavier Woods. Oh yeah, like but no one has referenced that forever. And that man was so 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 keen to be king, and it hasn't worked. And then I might be wrong here, but I think Zelina Vega won Queen's Crown, yep. and then has left and come back since then. Yeah. She's 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 gone into exile and returned. Yeah, the queen got exiled, and then the queen is dead. Long live the queen! She came back. So they have done it in the last twelve eighteen months. It didn't work. So something has to be done differently with it. And I'd have it as a one night pay per view. What I liked when uh, I thought the time I thought it was best was in two thousand two when Brock won it, and it guaranteed him a title shot at SummerSlam. I liked that. It gives you something more than oh, I'm and they always make them ye oldie kings. They always make them start acting British. Yeah, but but if we'd never had that, we'd never have had King Booker. Well, I'm I would have been glad. Still. To this day, one of my favourite gimmicks ever. I never forget that stupid British accent got him another world title run. I, you, what? Genuinely, King Booker is one of your favourite. King Booker was brilliant. The only good thing that came out of King Booker was the King's Court with um with Regal and Finlay and someone else was in there who I forget who was part of that as well where he had all those people around him. Who was the other one? Regal. If you don't like King Booker, you don't like fun. I Well, you've got me down to a T. There you go. I hated the King Booker era of SmackDown. Oh, my God. We got Queen Charmel. Okay, let's do everyone's favourite part of the pod, earning the push and back to developmental. Uh, we send something we love from everyday life to the moon. We send something we hate from everyday life back to developmental to rebrand, get a new gimmick, or we wish it well in its future endeavours. First or second, Mr. Beckett. Uh, second today, please. Okay, I'm going to give the push to good friends in tough times. We all go through tough times in life. There is nothing better than having good friends around you at tough times. And I will say no more than that, but I have been made aware over the past couple of weeks that there is something really important about having good friends. And look, we're in November. Men's mental health takes the forefront at the moment. Reach out to your mates. Just drop in. Say hello. Are you well? Are you struggling? How are you getting on? It costs you nothing. It can make the world of difference. And I think you would agree with that. 100%. 100%. Back to developmental. Taking me to music gigs. It ends well for no one. So um... I saw you at a music gig (laughs) with Dan this week. Our mate Dan took uh, staged a very impressive music gig, hundreds of people at it in Cornwall, loads of great bands, and because, as you say, you want good friends around you, I went to support him. Now, I had one thing that I asked for, which was a table far away from the music that I could sit at, because I do not dance, I do not like loud noises, and so that is what I got. I really enjoyed the gig but please do not take me to music gigs and expect me to dance, to drink, to do any of the things you would normally do at a gig. I will sit in the table uh, and look after the coats, and that is what I did all night. Well, someone has to do it, so maybe it does work. It works. You like the you like the friend you take to the theme park who don't like roller coasters. You look after the bags. Now, I love a roller coaster. That really should. Do be my you own. really love a roller coaster? 
I've known you for about five years now. I would not have had you down as a roller coaster man. Went to uh, Florida. Mum uh, had been screwed over on her PPE, so got a refund, and she took the family to Florida, which was nice. Excellent. Uh, so we did all the roller coasters, and I loved them. I love the ones where you're strapped in upwards, and then it puts you forward, and you go head first, and you loop. Yeah, the loop. like yes. air at Alton Towers. Are you too big for roller coasters? No, but they do go, ooh, yeah. you squeeze. I remember being on one a few years ago where they had to, <laughs> to get me in, they had to stand on the, like, you know, like the one in the seats in front, yeah. they had to put all their body weight, <laughs> like they were standing out, all the two of them, and they heard the smallest click, they went, click, they went, ah, you're in. And I was like, <laughs> am I? Am I in this roller coaster? And then I was because I'm still alive today. Yeah, but that was a worrying ninety seconds or so. That I can I can imagine you on roller coasters. I feel like log flumes might be one step too far for you. Oh no, we just get a massive splash. Oh. <laughs> okay, An enormous splash. Well, look, I'm sorry. I'm going to put uh, roller coasters to my earning the push as well. I'm going to do a couple because we can. What are yours? Uh, mine are slightly less serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, my earning the push is the shop Wilco. Okay. It's brilliant. Just absolute bargains for everything you need at home. And also, I really, really, really enjoy their self-checkout machines. Okay. Because you get a gun. <laughs> you get a zappy gun. You don't just put it across the screen. You get your own gun. It's your... You could have... I was the other yesterday. I was zapped to... You tell I had a bit of time my hands yesterday. I was seeing how far away I could zap things. <laughs> so I was putting them like five metres around the floor, walking up and zapping them. And the woman was looking at me like, is he is he okay? Sir, like, sir, it's five o'clock, the shop's closing. Yeah. It was like she was like, Is his carer around? Like, is he <laughs> and I was just having a great time. Bought about twelve things I didn't need because I was zapping them by accident. I was like, Oh, I'll have it now. Sir, got we eight, need to go got, home, please. You've been here for packs, four hours. Got eight eight packs of dishwasher tablets I didn't need, but here we go. Well, uh, that's so good. The, the sh- I, those eight packs cost about twenty seven P because Wilco's <laughs> great. So Wilco. <laughs> yep. And then back to developmental is I got some for my birthday. I got some brilliant new headphones. They're not going back to developmental. They're brilliant. They're like AirPods. You know, they just go in your ears. Yep. So no wires, but they're not AirPods because yep. I haven't got that. I didn't want those ones, but I've got, I got, they're called AirBuds, FlyBuds. I think they're brilliant. Really, really good. They're sweat, they're waterproof, all that. They're brilliant. Yep. Oh my God. The woman who talks in my ears to tell me they're connected or disconnected. Yep has the most annoying voice I've ever heard. Oh, well, we, we will need an impression. She's more American than the woman who tells us that we're recording on Zoom. Oh, okay. That's very she's American. more American, yeah. She's like, she's like, and she's so excited about it. So <laughs> genuinely, when I turn them off, this is what I get. Disconnected. Oh, I hate that. I'm like, why? I, I've literally turned you off. Why are you that excited? Well, there's a phrase. There's I've a I've spoken to a lot of women who I've turned off <laughs> in my life, and none of them have ever sounded that happy about it. If if if, if God forbid you've ever used a phrase disconnected in your lovemaking, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then she'd be like, "I turned the volume up on my phone," and the shock I got the first time she got this, she goes, "Volume up!" I'm like, "Why are you telling me that? Why do you need to know that? Why are you stopping the music to tell me I've turned the volume up? <laughs> I know I've turned the volume up. I've done it." Charlie, she just sounds lonely. She just sounds think, like she wants to be involved. Yeah, so the headphones are brilliant, but oh my God, she's so like, I haven't got a name for her yet. So if anyone would like to give her a name, I'd be very open to it. I think Vicky Guerrero. She sounds like <laughs> the, Vicky, the Vicky Guerrero of headphones. Um, it's just, 
And she starts talking to me as Vicky Guerrero. Also, side note, he said, Guerrero, how cool is Rhea Ripley's new shirt? That's what I was going to say. I'm your mammy. Love it. Oh, very clever. Brilliant shirt. I, I'm going to say now, Rhea Ripley for the Women's Rumble. Rhea Ripley yes. for the Women's Rumble. Uh, well, look, next week we'll be closing in on full gear for AEW, and we will know whether or not the Usos have broken the uh, New Day's record. We'll end with that question for you, Charlie. Any way at all that the New Day's beat the Usos, or is this just going to be uh, a record-breaking night for the ones in the bloodline? I think we see a record-breaking night where I think... The New Day. I don't think they screw them because I think the New Day shake hands with the Usos after and almost give them their blessing. I think it's a very gentlemanly affair. Okay, well, very gentlemanly affairs. A good note to end on today. Uh, you can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. We are earning the push. Tell other wrestling fans about what we do here, but we are out of time. On behalf of Charlie and myself, thank you so much for listening and bye bye. <laughs>